Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. In a year like 2022, with so much economic uncertainty, you might be wondering if you should put your retirement plans on hold. Maybe, maybe not. Pat Struby is here to walk us through some strategies that can help you protect your retirement savings and help ensure your income lasts as long as you need it to last. Plus, we have a special guest coming up on the show today. A little later on, we have a national best-selling author who will be speaking at an upcoming event hosted by Preservation Specialists. That event is coming up in August, so stay tuned to find out a little bit more about that event that you are invited to join. We'll share those details with you here in a few minutes later on in the show. Pat, always a pleasure to sit down with you. I hope you're doing great, and I hope you're excited about our show today. I'm sure you are. I am. I'm always excited about our show. You know, (laughs) know. but of course today is is a special show, so I'm excited for that too. Yes. Well, thank you for making it feel like you're still excited even when we don't have a special guest and it's just me that you have to talk to. And after all these years, right? (laughs) The excitement's still there. That's exactly (laughs) that is exactly right. Well, we do have, as I said, a national best selling author who's gonna be talking a little bit about the state of government spending, fiscal responsibility. That's all the hints that you're getting right now, but you will hear a little <laughs> bit more about that later on. And you will be spending some more time talking later on the show today about what's going on with the economy, the decisions that, that are being made with our federal government. There are so many things that we as the average everyday citizen cannot control, right, with the state mm. of the economy, inflation, taxes, But let's just talk about how you can help somebody create a strategy to navigate around some of those challenges. Yeah, Jenna, I mean, it kind of makes me immediately think of the serenity prayer, which I can't, Mm. you know, I can't say like perfectly right now, but I love it so much because it really helps me stay grounded and focus on things that are in my control. And my goodness, you know, where things are today is that important with like what you just mentioned, the state of the economy is a very scary situation right now. Um, inflation should be, I think, scary to everyone, but especially to someone who's retired or getting close to retirement. And then taxes, um, you know, we're all waiting to see with this massive debt that we have, you know, when are those changes going to happen? So we, of course, have no control over what's going on with those things with the stock market and the crazy ups and mostly downs uh, lately that we've seen. But there are steps that we can take. And so really the first step is just to look at that and say, okay, what is out of my control? I should try and handle things I can control so I don't have to worry about those other things. And of course, you know, the boring answer I'm going to give is it starts with planning, right? Mm. And that's that's what we love to do. <laughs> right. And it's like eating your vegetables. And, you know, it's not an exciting thing unless you're like a weirdo like me who loves planning. Um, but that's what we do. We do planning. And, you know, maybe the most, um, I guess the thing that is so, means so much to me, Jen, and so much to our team is that when the markets are crazy or when inflation's crazy or the economy is crazy, our phones aren't lighting up like crazy because our clients know they have a plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know that they tell us that's helping them sleep at night, that's helping them focus on the things that matter to them in life and not you know, scrolling to see what the Dow Jones has done in the last 10 minutes or something yeah. like that. And that's ultimately that's what it's all about. Well, Pat, let's talk a little bit about, I like your point when you say you don't get a lot of people calling who are super concerned when things go crazy because they do understand fundamentally what's going on with their money. So they have that additional confidence that comes with planning. But what are some of the big questions as we are dealing with volatility? You hear all these words, bear market, recession, you hear those things thrown around. We talk about tax increases as being on the horizon, inflation. 
what are some of the big questions that you're getting from clients right now, given all those factors that are kind of swirling mm. around us? Yeah, well, I certainly shouldn't say that we don't get questions. We, right. we get questions. Right. Yeah. And so I think, you know, taxes is always a big one with our clients because they worked so hard for so long. They were told to defer their taxes. And now here we are very fearful that those could potentially be way up in the future. But I think the two that are most timely right now would be inflation and the stock market. And so, you know, when we're looking at inflation, the reality is, like like we said, we can't control that. And we can hope that the Federal Reserve can tame it, but we just don't know. So that has to be part of our plan. We have to be reevaluating your income plan, whatever we've built there. And if you don't have an income plan, we want to make sure you get one so that you have an idea where your income is going to come from in the future and how that plan is going to help keep your spending up with inflation. And then the stock market, my goodness, we've been looking at it over the last few years and just thinking most of the time it looks too high. And that's not a gut feeling. That's just math. That's looking at the profitability of the companies versus the price. Mm -hmm. And so we've been under allocated to the U.S. stock market. Uh, and, you know, there's times when it goes up and, you know, you, you might think, well, that wasn't very smart to do. But boy, it's looked awfully mm -hmm. smart this year. Mm -hmm. And it's a scary ride right now. And, you know, one of the things I read in a book recently that I loved is it talked about when the markets are too high, we're either going to have slow pain or fast pain. And that means that, you know, things could just muddle along for a long time or there could be a quote unquote crash. And the truth is no one knows what's going to happen in the future, right? No matter how many experts you see on TV or anything like that. But right. the reality is we have to be prepared if your stock market investments are going to underperform. And that's the reason why we do a five-step retirement review with everyone who comes into our office. Uh, part of that is a portfolio stress test to kind of see where you're at right now and how much risk you're taking and if that's the right amount of risk for you. If you haven't done anything like that or if you're concerned about your accounts or concerned if you're going to be able to retire because of what the stock market's doing, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. That five-step retirement review is at absolutely no cost and no obligation for listeners of today's show. To get started, just call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. And before we let the cat out of the bag about the special guests that we have coming up in the next segment and the special event that you have coming up in August, I want to ask you real quickly, Pat, as we talk about what's going on with volatility in the markets and the economy there's something called sequence of returns risk, and mm. it involves the timing of when potential market downturns happen in relation to when you are actually retiring and taking money from your account. So let's just talk about that real quickly as, again, one of those things that we can't really control. So what do we do about it? Yeah, the unfortunate thing about this, Jen, is it's a really, really important topic, but all of the technical terms for it are kind of garbledy gook, you know, so sequence of mm. returns risk, all of those words individually make sense. But when you cram them all together, most people kind of, they just kind of have a blank stare when you're talking about it. <laughs> yes. uh, but it's so true. And what, it, what it's talking about is that, you know, when you are, I've talked about this in both of my books, actually, in one of the chapters of Systematic Sammy is actually talking about this, which is when you are accumulating money in your working years, there's a term called dollar cost averaging, which basically says, like, let's say you're putting money in your 401k. It really doesn't matter what the market's doing, because if it's going up, your value is going up. But if it's going down, you're actually, when you're contributing, you're, you're actually buying more shares at a mm -hmm. lower price. Mm -hmm. So the math always works in your favor. Well, sadly, even many financial advisors don't realize that it doesn't work that way in retirement. In fact, it's the exact opposite. Because if you think about it, let's say you had retired at the beginning of this year and you started drawing out and the markets are dropping. Well, you still want to take your income out every month, right? Well, now the market's down 10 or 20%. Now you have to sell more shares to make up that dollar amount. And so what you're doing is it's actually forcing you to buy high and sell low. So that's mm -hmm. kind of what I would mention. Uh, one of my favorite authors, William Bernstein, uh, is a big proponent of investing in the stock market. But one of his quotes is, um, how risky are stocks? Not so much for young savers and Three Mile Island toxic for older ones. And this is the only reason why he would say that. You cannot be buying high and selling low. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of those things. We just need to have a plan. It doesn't mean you cannot have stocks uh, in retirement. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is we don't want you selling those stocks on a monthly basis to pay for your retirement income. Right. So real quickly, 803 nine retire if you have not put the proper plans in place to help address some of these concerns if concepts such as sequence of returns risk or, or some of these things are rather foreign to you or something that's confusing and you're not quite sure if you have plans in place that can help you deal with those things 
803-9-RETIRE is the number to call. Again, that's 803-9-RETIRE. Now, Pat, before we go to our first break, we do want to go ahead and uh, take a few minutes and talk about what's coming up on the rest of the show and also the special event that you have coming up. So I'll just let you do the reveal. Tell us a little bit about who our special guest is that's coming up here in the next couple segments. Yeah, Jen, I am so excited. We have uh, Dave Walker, um, mm-hmm. the for, for essentially what I like to say is basically the former head CPA of the United States yeah. of America. And um, he has been passionate about our country's financial situation, passionate about the debt that we have as a country. Um, how do we solve that problem? What do we do individually to help protect ourselves and our families? So uh, we not only have him on the next segment, but we are incredibly excited to uh, be hosting an event uh, where he will be speaking right here in Columbia. Yes, and and certainly somebody who, if you have followed politics, he's been a name in the idea of fiscal responsibility. He's been very outspoken about that. He is the author of four books, including national bestseller, Comeback America, Turning the Country Around and Restoring Fiscal Responsibility. And then his most recent book is America in 2040, Still a Superpower, a Pathway to Success. And you're going to hear some really interesting comments from Dave coming up on the other side of the break. And then as Pat said, there is an opportunity to hear him speak in person coming up in August. And I'll just give you the phone number real quickly. If you are interested in hearing Dave speak in person, and you probably will be after you hear the next couple segments of the show, 803-9-RETIRE is the number. Again, limited availability. And Pat, the event coming up, it's at Harbison Theater at Midlands Technical College. Is that right? Coming up on August? 18th? That is exactly right. It's a beautiful venue and uh, really excited for it. Yeah, absolutely. The number again, 803-9-RETIRE. When we come back, we will be joined by Dave Walker. We'll introduce him. We'll get some insights from him, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. So don't miss the rest of Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. Hi, this is John Farley. For the past 12 years, you've seen me on TV. But before becoming a meteorologist, my first degree was actually in finance. My parents, like a lot of people, didn't know much about the financial world. As a result, they got exploited by some not-so-honest folks. That's why finance has always been a passion of mine. And for the last six years, I've been working with the team at Preservation Specialists to help people just like you plan for your retirement. What I love about Preservation Specialists is that we are locally owned and fiercely independent. That means we simply work for you. If that's what you want in a financial advisor, then give us a call now at 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Don't make the same mistakes my parents did. Work with an advisor who can help get you to and through retirement successfully. 803-9-RETIRE. Firm offers insurance services. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. To schedule a visit for your own customized five-step retirement review, call right now, 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Welcome back, and thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and we have a couple of really exciting segments coming up right now because, Pat, we have a special guest in studio with us, somebody you are actually bringing in for uh, an event coming up here in the middle of August. We are joined now by Dave Walker. He has over four decades of experience in public, private, and nonprofit sectors. He has served as Comptroller General of the United States and CEO of the U.S. Government Accountability Office. Certainly, Pat, an exciting guest to have in studio with us to talk a little bit about the past, the present, and the future projections for our government here in the United States, which a lot of people are paying attention to. Yes, absolutely. And uh, Dave, we couldn't be more excited to have you visit in Columbia. And uh, also, I uh, know we were chatting before, exciting to hear that you've got... Uh, you know, expansive history in, in uh, South Carolina and you and your family's past. We love South Carolina. I look forward to coming down to Columbia to be with you. And uh, as I mentioned, we eloped into uh, Beaufort, South Carolina, and we have both my wife and I have ancestors who are from South Carolina who fought and unfortunately died during the revolution. But uh, so we, we love the state. 
Well, I want to go ahead and jump in. I've read your books. Uh, I've followed your work for many, many years. I appreciate everything you've tried to do to kind of get the word out about the out-of-control government spending that we have. So I wanted to start, though, before we dig into those specifics, you know, you have such an expansive background in finance. I would love to just start with kind of a general chance for you to share your thoughts on the current state of our economy. Well, the government's grown too big. It's promised too much. It's spent too much. Um, Fiscal policy, which is tax and spending, is unsustainable. We're spending a lot more than we're taxing. We're running large deficits. Uh, We're accumulating larger debt burdens. The result of excessive spending, increased debt burdens, will serve to reduce economic growth and opportunity over time. Uh, The result of current uh, fiscal and monetary policies uh, has resulted in excess inflation. We now have something worse than stagflation. We have excess inflation and negative economic growth. We'll have to wait and see whether or not the second quarter also has negative economic growth. If it does, we'll officially be in a recession. There are lots of reasons for it not just the fiscal monetary policies, but uh, also our energy policy. We were self-sufficient with regard to energy, but there was dramatic change in energy policy under the current administration. Uh, Obviously, there are supply chain challenges. The situation in Ukraine has exacerbated, but is not the primary factor that is leading to our current situation. Other countries around the world have inflation too, but Ours is higher than average and, in many cases, self-inflicted. <laughs> uh, oh, indeed. Yeah, everything's going okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and start there because that's I appreciate that answer because you, you, I had about 10 different tangents I wanted to go off on <laughs> while, while you were talking. Well, I also but, looked but, at my stock account balances before I got on the phone. Let's just say I'm not a happy camper. But other than right. that, we're okay. <laughs> Well, let's hit on you. You ended there before that last comment with inflation. That's certainly something I'm sure you can imagine um, has been a really hot topic of concern with our clients and, and, you know, something that we've certainly seen escalating. We've been trying to battle uh, for, you know, a lot of our clients are near retirement or in retirement. So it really is a heavy burden to them. When I was going back through my notes from your most recent book, America in 2040, uh, I was very impressed with your comments. Um, You know, I think these were written before you know this escalating inflation happened but a couple of things you said were when excess inflation eventually reoccurs the impact on the interest cost of the federal budget will be immediate and substantial but then the other thing you said is based on our current path inflation will likely be our next serious challenge over time so uh, i think you called it uh would love to hear more your thoughts on where we're at with inflation right now and you know the effects that that has on us as a country Well, one of the reasons that I felt that way is because the progressives had been advocating the so-called modern monetary theory. Mm -hmm. And the modern monetary theory says that excess spending, deficits, and debt don't matter as long as you can borrow in your own reserve currency unless and until you have excess inflation. Well, the problem with that is several fold. One, it's contrary to longstanding economic theory. Secondly, it's contrary to history. Thirdly, it's based on a flawed comparison to Japan. Fourthly, it's downright dangerous because what it does is it serves to, you know, encourage uh, the Congress to spend more and pile on more debt, not worry about deficits. Uh, Mm -hmm. And newsflash, we have excess inflation. So as (laughs) I said before, you know, I felt that it was an irresponsible and dangerous economic theory that was being followed by progressives and now we're all paying the price for it. Now, as I said, there are many factors that are driving it, but one of the major factors is energy policy. Uh, You know, energy prices affect everything. They affect not just gasoline, but diesel fuel, the production of uh, agricultural products like fertilizer, et cetera. Many people don't realize how many things are made out of fossil fuels. And the truth is, We do need to transition to more clean energy, but we need to do it gradually over a number of years. Mm. And this administration has tried to do way too much, way too fast, and we're all paying a price for it, which I think will be reflected in likely election results in November. And for the record, I'm I'm a political independent, so I'm I'm an equal opportunity complimenter and critiquer for the Democrats and Republicans. (laughs) That's a good place to be quite often. 
Well, you know, it's getting to be in some states, it's majority. I just found out that in Nevada or Nevada, unaffiliated or majority of the voting public and nationwide over 40 percent. Wow. I didn't know that. Well, I'm curious, you know, uh, not that long ago, the uh, the Fed decided to raise uh, rates uh, three-fourths of a percent. I'm curious, you know, I have my own opinions about how they've handled things uh, since the pandemic, but I'm curious, you know, what your thoughts are on the Federal Reserve and what they should be doing to help combat this current inflation situation. The Federal Reserve has been a lag indicator. They've been part of the problem. They are late to the ball game, and they're having to do a lot very fast. And they have to try to balance trying to fight inflation with not pushing us into a recession if we're not already in a recession, or if we do go into recession to try to make sure that it's not too deep and not too long. You know, they held interest rates down way too long uh, based upon unemployment rates, based upon economic growth. They self-dealt in U.S. debt to the tune of trillions of dollars. What I mean by that? Well, when we ran, did the excessive spending, when we ended up having escalating deficits and mounting debt burdens, who bought the debt? The Federal Reserve did, <laughs> which meant that we didn't have true market interest rates because we weren't selling it at auction. Uh, and so I truly believe that the Fed has been part of the problem. You know, I hope they can end up managing this fine balance going forward. We'll see. They raised rates here in mid-June, 75 basis points. They said they're going to raise them again in July probably again in September. That's obviously not good with regard to the markets, uh, which when people are close to retirement, obviously it's even a matter of greater concern or if you're on fixed income. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, one of the things I certainly, I share similar thoughts. I, I, don't, I don't have your, uh, your expertise, but it's definitely been a concern of mine. And, uh, you know, one of the things, you know, I've shared with clients over the years is, that it feels from my, you know, maybe uh, uneducated uh, in the, in these the, the federal dealings that the rates have been kept low because our, our massive spending has made such an enormous debt. We couldn't afford the interest on the debt if rates went up. I'm curious, maybe before break, if you could touch on, you know, the impact of the cost of our of our debt uh, as we're seeing uh, rates start to increase. Well, first, I don't think the Fed has been as independent uh, as it should be. They're supposed to be totally independent, but the people at the Fed do have to get appointed and reappointed. And so they're not totally insulated from political considerations. You know, interest rates, uh, the 10 year was less than 1% or 100 basis points, hmm. I think, uh, what, within the last two years. Yeah. Uh, now it's over 300 basis points or over 3%. Uh, so you can do the math, you know, when, when you have a, a 200 basis point plus increase times the amount of debt that you have, uh, debt held by the public is probably about 24 trillion, total debt subject to the debt ceiling about uh, 30 and a half trillion. Multiply those numbers and the bottom line is, is that we're gonna be spending more on interest than for national defense within the next couple of years and head it up. Yeah. And, and what do you a... get for interest? As we say in the South, Pat, Shinola, nothing. <laughs> Close your eyes and what do you see? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> that's exactly that's what you get, too. Oh, my goodness. Well, we hope you can join the team at Preservation Specialists for an evening with Dave Walker. He is the author of national best-selling book, Comeback America, Turning the Country Around and Restoring Fiscal Responsibility. And his latest book is America in 2040, Still a Superpower, a Pathway to Success. We'll tell you a little bit more about how you can register for this event coming up on the other side of the break. More from Dave Walker and Pat Struby is coming up after this. You've heard Pat on radio. Now you can see him on television. Tune in Sunday mornings during the 7 o'clock news on WIS-TV, Columbia's NBC Channel 10. Pat's new book, The Retirement Secret, is now available. It's a companion to his first book, Save Your Retirement. Order yours right now at Amazon.com. 
Thanks again for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and this is a very special episode of the show this week. We are joined by Dave Walker, who is the former Controller General of the United States and CEO of the U.S. Government Accountability Office. He has served in both of those roles. He is a best-selling national author, and he will be here for a special event coming up on August 18th. I just want to give you a quick heads up. You can register for that event, but seating is limited, so we would encourage you to register as soon as you can. 803-9-RETIRE is the number to call if you would like to attend this special event. But Pat, you and Dave have been having a great conversation about what's going on with the state of our government, our economy, and certainly our national spending, which we have, uh, <laughs> which a lot of people are concerned about. Yeah, thank you, Jen. And, and uh, Dave, I, I have to tell you, I have been worried about government spending and about accumulating debt for a long time. In fact, it just occurred to me, it's been 30 years. I'm 48 years old. So the first time I had a chance to vote was 1992. And I actually voted for Ross Perot because his charts won me over. I was so concerned about our government spending. And, and look where we are now. I'm sure the debt back then was laughable to where it is now. One of the things I wanted to hit on with you for a few minutes is... It might take a minute to explain a little bit, but uh, this idea that you know the debt is out of control, but what really probably matters most, I think you would agree, is you know the comparison of our debt to our country's GDP. And you pointed out in your last book that the debt was 35% of GDP back in 1980, and obviously has been increasing dramatically since then. Can you speak a little bit to that increase and kind of where we are now and where it looks like we're going? Sure. First, let me say that uh, I've been fighting for fiscal responsibility for over 30 years. Ross Perot was a friend of mine. Mm. In fact, Ross Perot wrote a personal check that funded the 27-state, 10,000-mile national fiscal responsibility bus tour that I did in, in uh, 2012. Oh, wow. Um, but, you know, the real issue is this. You know, deficits, as we know, are the, it's the difference between revenue and spending for a particular year. So it's an annual number. Debt is the accumulation of all the financial results over all past years. You know, sometimes you have to run deficits. Sometimes you have a serious recession or depression. Sometimes you have a national emergency. Sometimes you have a pandemic. Sometimes you have a war or other, you know, military activity that may not relate to a declared war. Uh, And so, you know, sometimes you have deficits, uh, but you can't continue to run deficits in peacetime when the economy is growing when you don't have national emergencies. And that's what we've been doing. We've become addicted to deficits and the Mm -hmm. resulting accumulation of debt. Not all debt is bad. Some debt can be for investment, Uh, investment in critical infrastructure, investment in human capital. If properly designed and effectively implemented, they can end up generating a return over time. Unfortunately, the government doesn't do a very good job of properly designing and implementing it. But too much debt is not acceptable. And when you're accumulating debt, just to be able to cover your normal operating expenses, then you've got a problem. From the beginning of our republic until World War II, we never had debt as a percentage of the economy over 40%. No matter what war it was, no matter the Great Depression, whatever, not over 40%. It got up to over 100% as a result of World War II. We came down to about 35% in 1980. Now we're up to about a little over 100% and headed up, and the Congressional Budget Office projects that absent a change in course, we'll be over 200% of GDP by 2050. That is wow. third world nation status. Mm. Uh, you know, the problem is primarily a spending problem, in particular mandatory spending, which we write a blank check for. That's all our social insurance programs and a variety of other things. We must get debt to GDP down to a reasonable, sustainable level over the next 10 to 15 years. I'm working hard on that. And the latest state who's about ready to join in the fight is the state of South Carolina. Really? Yes. That is fabulous. You know, one of the things, uh, speaking to this issue of debt, uh, this is also from your most recent book. Uh, you, you had mentioned the federal government was 2% of the U.S. economy in 1912. Uh, it was about 21% in 2019. In, in your book, you talk about, you know, if, if we don't fix things, what's going to happen? You were projecting 28%, almost a third 
of the U.S. economy in 2040, and if you add in state and local spending, it would be 40% of the U.S. economy. Clearly, as you mentioned, you know, you referred to third world status. I mean, that's completely unsustainable, I assume. Well, and the fact is, is that, you know, government has certain functions that it performs that we need it to perform, hopefully effectively, economically, efficiently. Uh, But the engine of growth and innovation in our economy is not the government. It's the private sector. Right. Uh, And so to the extent that the government is growing larger and to the extent that the government is also regulating to a greater extent, then that inhibits economic growth. It reduces opportunity for individuals and it undercuts our competitive posture. Those are not good things. Absolutely. Now, I want to get into kind of where things are going and what we can do as individuals. I I want to hit on one thing, though, that's always been kind of on my mind, and that is some of your suggestions, uh, one of them raising the Social Security claiming age. It, As our lifespans has increased, it's it's completely boggled my mind how we haven't raised that. Um, I think in your book, you had suggested um, raising that by two years of age over the next 20 years. Can you just touch on Social Security for for a minute or two? Sure, right. And I used to be a trustee of Social Security and Medicare for five years, mm. 1990 to 1995. So that's about the time you were first getting engaged in these issues. And so I think it's important to understand that we reformed Social Security before in 1983. And yeah. when we reformed it in 1983, we in, gradually increased the normal retirement age from 65 to 67. Uh, we made a number of other changes, including significantly increasing the taxable wage base cap. I mentioned before the, the national tour that Ross Perot funded in 2012. We got 77% agreement from representative groups of voters in swing congressional districts and swing states in the North and the South on a framework for Social Security reform that involved increasing the normal retirement age two years over uh, about a, a 15, 20 year period, dramatically increasing the taxable wage base cap, basically doubling it from about 140,000 now to 280, but not eliminating it, uh, mm. not increasing the tax, providing a higher replacement rate for people that are closer to the poverty level, a somewhat lower replacement rate for upper middle and upper income individuals, but don't turn it into a welfare program. And looking at the inflation index to make sure it's more reflective of cost of seniors, which are different than the cost of you know, working age individuals. If you make those kinds of changes, you can make the program solvent, sustainable, secure, indefinitely. Mm. which is desperately needed. <laughs> well, and the irony is, is that this is the easiest thing to do. Right. Because seniors think they're going to get taken advantage of, which they're not, because it wouldn't be fair, it's not politically feasible. Uh, young people don't think they're going to get anything, and they're wrong. Right. That's okay? right. And so you can reform this thing gradually, and everybody gets more than they think they're going to get. I mean, I call that a win, but, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. But, but, you know our, our political system is so dysfunctional and the biggest deficit this country has is a leadership deficit. Mm. Amen to that. I want to transition. We have a few minutes left. Two items I have. The second to last one, you have kind of a section towards the end of the book. What does it mean to me? And the bullet points that I highlighted is taxes are going to go up because they have to. Social insurance programs will be restructured. Spending will be reprioritized and reduced. The resulting bad news will flow downhill to state and local governments, and ultimately individuals will pay the price for the irresponsibility of politicians. That is, I think, on the one hand, powerful words and also um, not that shocking. I mean, really, to me, if, if someone's aware of our current situation, any of that you'd like to speak to? Yeah, there's a new four-letter word in uh, federal fiscal policy. It's called math. You know, the math is <laughs> doesn't come close to working, right? I mean, I mean, the bottom line is we probably have the lowest income tax rates we're ever going to have right now. There's only one way they're going to go, and that's up, okay? And it's a math issue, all right? Secondly, people are probably going to have to work longer. I'm talking about younger people going to have to work longer in order to be eligible for social insurance programs. You know, they may not get the same amount, but they're going to get something. Uh, Healthcare cost, you're probably going to have to spend more on that than you're anticipating. Long-term care is not covered by social insurance programs Mm. unless you're poor. It's only covered by Medicaid. It's not covered by anything else. All right. And so the bottom line is, is people are going to have to assume more responsibility for their own financial future. 
Uh, and now we have the additional complication. For years, we had very low inflation. Now we have excess yeah. inflation, which I think is going to be with us for a while. Unfortunately, we don't have any Paul Volcker's. He was a friend of mine. He was a giant of a man mm. in many different ways. We don't have any Paul Volcker's nowadays, which is you know another example of a leadership yeah, I mean, certainly taking personal responsibility, that's what we believe in. That's what we try to help all of our clients do. And the last topic I want to hit on is, well, so what do we actually do? We've had best-selling author David McKnight on the show before, and he really focuses on that part, which is basically taking advantage of current tax rates because it's quite frightening to think about what they could become if we keep spending as much as we do. And you spend a little time at the end of the book talking about, you know, the consideration of Roth IRAs and, you know, maybe David McKnight talks about an LIRP, you know, life insurance retirement program. Can you speak a little bit to, you know, these ideas of maybe we call it proactive tax planning, um, just the, being thoughtful about what you're doing tax wise? Well, I wrote the forward for David McKnight's book and he's a friend of mine. But let me just tell you some of the things that I'm doing because uh, I'm not working every day anymore. You know, I, I am a, uh, you know, I'm an advisor, I'm a speaker, I'm an author, but I don't have a, a regular paying job now. So I guess you would say I'm semi-retired <laughs> and, you know, I'm 70 years old. And so I'm now drawing Social Security benefits. But basically what I've done is, you know, I planned, I saved, I invested, I got out of debt for myself. I wanted to be able to you know, mitigate some investment risk. I also wanted to mitigate some volatility risk. I wanted to be able to to deal with uncertain life expectancy. And so for myself, I have two annuities, uh, one of which is indexed 3% a year, one of which is indexed to inflation, which is good. I have another annuity that's not indexed. I have an IRA and a 401k. Now, if I was younger, uh, I would be using Roth IRA uh, yeah. very aggressively because of the tax situation, if you will. You know, there are some in insurance products that you can use that can provide some tax advantages as well. I'm actually taking a look at uh, another possibility uh, in that regard now. And, you know, I'm out of debt. I have zero debt. Uh, and so I, I feel that I'm, I'm well positioned. Obviously, I get concerned like anybody else with regard to what's going on in the markets right now with regard to inflation, which is the cruelest tax of all, uh, mm -hmm. and ends up having the most adverse impact on a lower income individual. So those are just a few thoughts. Well, thank you, Dave. I know we're out of time, but thank you very much. Really appreciate your time here today, Dave. And that was just a little bit of a preview of some of the things that you'll be able to hear from Dave Walker if you join him, Pat Struby, and the team at Preservation Specialists coming up on August 18th. 8039-RETIRE. That is the number to call to register. We'll share some more details about that upcoming event coming up in just a moment. We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert Tim Hanbury. The first question people ask is, how do I enroll into Medicare? Well, it depends. If you're turning 65 and you're already taking Social Security income benefits, you don't have to do anything. Medicare will automatically enroll you into Parts A and B of Medicare. If you're not taking income benefits, then you can enroll online or over the phone. To enroll online, you need to set up your My Social Security account at ssa.gov. Once you have this completed, go back into ssa.gov and enroll into Parts A and or Part B depending on your situation. It's easy and it only takes about 10 minutes. If you're not a computer person, you can call your local Social Security office and they can enroll you over the phone. At age 65, you can't enroll online. When you call, there'll be two forms you'll need. One is an application for Part B, and the other is completed by your employer. Your employer will attest that you've had coverage from the time you turn 65 until the time you're coming on Medicare. You then submit these to your local Social Security office. Please know there can be financial penalties if you don't enroll in the proper time frames. Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation. You can schedule a free 15-minute phone consultation with the team at Preservation Specialists right now. Call 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE.
Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists. I'm Jen Rizak alongside. And Pat, what a great show today. You just had a great conversation with Dave Walker, who, as we said a little bit earlier, such a voice for fiscal responsibility, somebody that a lot of us have probably heard of if we followed some of this national debate on what's going on with spending. And that word fiscal responsibility, it's just been very much in our vernacular for the last few decades, it seems like. Yeah, I have to admit, uh, Jen, you you know I'm a financial dork. You were geeking uh, out, yeah. Yeah, I'm totally (laughs) geeking out. I mean, Dave Walker is just, I mean, that's the kind of person I want to be. You know, I love our country so much. And, you know, you just see that the politicians are spending like crazy. You see the debt goes up like crazy. And most of the media and the politicians act like nothing's going on. Mm-hmm. And here's someone who is you know, dedicated a large portion of his life to standing up and saying, this isn't right. So to be able to talk with him about that, you know, we talked about, I had no idea that uh, he was friends with Ross Perot. Uh, that was a really cool, uh, you know, commonality that yes. we had. Yes. And uh, obviously, I didn't know that he had ties to South Carolina. So yeah, I just, uh, it, it was such a fun talk. And uh, like I said before, it could not be more excited that we're going to be able to have him coming to Columbia and sharing wisdom uh, with people here. Right. And and real quickly, to your point about just his ability to kind of cut through some of the political stuff, this is somebody who has been appointed by three presidents from both sides of the aisle, from both parties, and he's someone who is willing to look at and critique spending policies from both sides as well. So truly somebody who is, I would say, nonpartisan and able to look at these issues from a non-biased standpoint. So um, really exciting to hear from Dave Walker today. And again, this event, Pat, it's coming up on August 18th, it's going to be at the Harbison Theater at Midlands Technical College. 8039-RETIRE is the number to call so you can register. And, uh, Pat, this is a limited seating, so we encourage folks to call sooner rather than later because it's kind of first come, first serve as far as getting in the door. Yeah, we've got the whole theater, but we don't have any space after that. So uh, once the seats are taken, the seats are taken. So yeah, definitely call now and and make sure you you claim your spot. Right, 803-9-RETIRE. And this is so in line, Pat, with the message that you have on this show on a regular basis, which is this is another opportunity to learn about This is about what's going on with federal spending, the state of our federal government and its future. But really, Pat, that message of financial literacy is something that you promote on this show each and every week. That's something that's not unique to this week's show, right? That's true. I mean, that's uh, one of the things that I learned very early in my career is that I love to educate and Mm -hmm. uh, I love to speak um, and uh you know, frankly, when we before we started the radio show, I was scared. You know, how do you talk for an hour, you know, about retirement, about finance? Well, guess what? We've been going for a long time yes. and we still find things to talk about. But it's just, you know, this is what we do all day long. Uh, it's been, you know, the passion of my career, of my life. And uh, we love sharing information. But we also know getting fresh voices is so exciting. And so uh, we love to share information here on the show, but to not only have Dave on the show, but also to have him again in person. You're absolutely Mm -hmm. right. We absolutely want to help people learn more, understand their finances. And the primary reason for that is to, to provide you that peace of mind. So you understand what's going on around you and that you can be, you know, happy with your plan and, and ready to, you know, enjoy your life. I was just giving you a little uncomfortable silence there to show what it would feel like if we weren't able to talk about these <laughs> concepts for a whole hour. It's scary. <laughs> but That's hilarious. We're good. All, all is good. But, you know, Pat, as we talk a little bit about um, helping people learn about some of these things, certainly when it comes to our national spending, fiscal policies, those are things that get in headlines quite a bit. When we talk about retirement financial literacy, those are those are areas where people really do tend to struggle. You don't see as many headlines about what's going on with that and how do we make sure that our own personal finances are in shape. Um, the American College of Financial Services, I have some numbers here, Pat, as we continue talking about this. 
89% of female participants flunked a 38-question quiz on retirement literacy from the American College of Financial Services. 72% of men also failed this quiz. So clearly there are a lot of people who are lacking in the area of financial literacy, especially when it comes to retirement-related matters. What topics, when we think about retirement and that type of financial literacy, what kind of topics do you find most people are struggling with, Pat? Hmm. That's a that's a great question and a very difficult one to answer. And my thought is to say that, first of all, I would say the average person that comes into our office is better off than they realize, first mm, of all. Okay. Um, you know, they, they, you know, fear the worst. And then we get together and look at it and say, hey, if we put together, you know, a, a plan, you don't have to you know, work 10 more years than you expected or, you know, triple your savings or anything like Mm -hmm. that. It's just making Mm -hmm. simple steps. Having said that, the average person that comes in also struggles with many, many of the important items with retirement. And the the very simple reason is there's no education for Mm -hmm. it. And that's part of the reason that we love uh, educating on the show. And, you know, my latest book, The Retirement Secret, in the very introduction, I called the do-it-yourself retirement system. You know, if you go back a generation or two, most people had a pension and they had social security and that's how they retired. And guess what? That was kind of easy, you know? Uh, Well, look at where we are now. That's not the way it is anymore. And most people are in charge of handling their own uh, essentially retirement pension by handling their own finances. And that is a very scary proposition. There's very, very little training on how to do it. Yes. Most of it's highly biased. It's either from Wall Street telling you to put all your money there or a bank telling you to put all their money there or an insurance company <laughs> telling you mm-hmm. to put all their money there. Mm-hmm. So this is a really, really dangerous, scary time. And so uh, most people struggle with so much of that. And that's where you know, one of the most gratifying moments for us is once we've built a plan, you know, over sometimes it's over, you know, a couple of months of meetings with a, with a new client and you can, you know, just talk about and see that peace and that calm that comes over them as they know that they've got this kind of foundation for their retirement. And I would certainly say, Jen, that if anyone's listening right now, and if you don't have a plan or if you have a plan and, and you haven't looked at it in a long time or no one's updating it for you, give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. The first step in our process is a we call a five-step retirement review. There's absolutely no cost. There's no obligation. That's an opportunity to sit down with one of our retirement planners and have a preliminary uh, review done and help you see where you stand. And uh, once again, there's no cost or obligation. So why not take advantage? All you have to do to get started is call 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. And the other thing I think, Pat, when it comes to Um, retirement literacy and and financial literacy in this area, there's so many components. There's so many smaller areas that we have to think about. Things like taxes, things like income, things like investments, things like healthcare and long-term care. There's a lot of areas for us to have to know something about. And referring back to this study from the American College of Financial Services, 12%, I don't have the numbers for men, but for women, 12% of women feel highly knowledgeable about long-term care. 27% have a plan to do something about it, but 50% of women expect to need it or require it. So that seems rather troubling for so many people to believe, I'm going to need long-term care, but then so few people actually have a plan to do anything about it. Yeah, that's that is scary, and and you know, actually, twenty seven percent of people saying they have a plan is actually much higher than I would have oh, expected. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a lot of people that come in and they've saved really well. Um, you know, they have a number of things in line, but a lot of times when we're talking about healthcare and long term care, it's kind of like we'll figure it out when we get there. And part of the reason I would say is, well, first, there's a there's a natural human tendency. You're talking about what happens if I get really sick or I can't take care of myself and Let's be honest, who really wants to think about that, right? That's a very hard thing to do. It's also why we put off doing our will or trust or legal documents or things like that. If, you know, if we're talking about what happens if we die, 
Uh, but the other issue is there isn't a, you know, as I like to joke, there's no simple button <laughs> for mm -hmm. long-term care. Right, you know what right. I mean? Uh, back when I started uh, in the 90s, uh, long-term care insurance was kind of the new kid on the block, the <laughs> hot topic in the financial planning world, and everyone thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, the vast majority of companies that were in that business have bailed out uh, because they were losing money, and uh, that's a very difficult scenario. So we actually go through a number of different options with each of our clients because it's not a one-size-fits all and so I you know there's so many things you can try and do a do-it-yourself plan for retirement you can figure this out on your own but most people uh, learn a tremendous amount again that uh, that financial education mm -hmm. just from talking with one of our planners because they learn there's more options out there than they realized and that's all about like we always talk about it's a custom-built retirement plan it's not one-size-fits-all we want to find the, the idea that makes the most sense for you and when we talk about some of those different options that make the most sense, Pat, we just need to recognize that when it comes to our income during our working years, there's not a lot of education required there. You go to work, you get a paycheck. It's pretty simple. Uh, it's very different, though, for retirement. So that's another piece of this, what we need to do to learn about the options for income in retirement. And then, Pat, how do we make sure we are doing the right things to help make sure that income will last as long as we need it to last? You can see why our education might be lacking because this can get pretty complicated feeling. It can feel pretty overwhelming, I think, for people. It absolutely can, Jen. And, you know, when you're thinking about how am I going to actually be able to retire, uh, one of the things I hear all the time is we have very smart, successful clients that have kind of had the blinders on and they're just, you know, plowing ahead and saying, okay, I'm putting money into my 401k, I'm saving, I'm investing, I'm diversifying, but kind of what's the end game almost? And what I'll have people say is I've saved all this money. How does that turn into retirement? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so uh, it's one of those things where I always have to remind myself because I've been doing this my entire adult life. So it's second nature to me. But I always have to remember this is not second nature to anyone else. It's mm -hmm. it's it's a whole new world. It's like another language. Um, you know, I have a very difficult time learning foreign languages and other people, that's, that's a skill that they have. Um, so this is something that's very much what we do. And it sounds silly, but the first step to any retirement plan is a having a retirement income plan. And that talks about not only, first of all, how much are you going to need an income in retirement to maintain your standard of living, but then where's it going to come from? And for most people, that's coming. It's not just like your salary. Like like you mentioned, Jen, it's not just one place. Right. For most people, it's all kinds of places. Um, if you're a married couple, you might have two social security payments. Maybe one of you has a pension. Um, you know, Maybe you've got multiple IRAs. You've got an investment account, a savings account. So we could have all of these places where it's coming from. And that's what we do. We're building that for you so you don't have to try and figure it out on your own. Just a, a little bit left in the show today, 803-9-RETIRE. That is the number to call if you do have some of those questions about what goes into creating that income plan for your future, 803-9-RETIRE. That is also the number to call if you would like to reserve your spot, register for that upcoming event in August featuring Dave Walker, which again, we were so pleased to have him here on the show today, 803 9 Retire. That's 803-973-8473. This has been Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. That's all the time we have for this week. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Pat, and we'll talk to you then. Preservation Specialists is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of tools. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income are never referring to securities or investment products. Preservation Specialist is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. Preservation Specialist is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Securities offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management, Inc., both at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia, 30005. Preservation Specialist is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of Kalos Capital, Inc. or Kalos Management, Inc.